any questions before we get going here? Uh, do you know which poems you're going to want me to read so I can mentally and emotionally prepare myself to die? <laughs> <laughs> Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into our poems from youth yesteryear or even yesterday, always asking the question, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron. And I'm Dave. And this week we are thrilled to have with us a master in theology, a doctor of education, who has dedicated his life to teaching. When not dabbling in prose, he has produced an impressive collection of poetry with three published chapbooks and two more on the way. All the while, his work, uh, he works in burning oppressive systems to the ground, and that is well documented in both comic strips and commentaries. Matthew E. Henry, it is an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Well, first of all, is there anything that I might have missed in the intro you want to you wanna say about yourself? I mean, currently I'm a high school teacher teaching high school English. Previously for a, a little while, I was a professor of education and I realized adults are horrible. So I went back <laughs> to teaching uh, high school. Um, the, only, the only thing I would amend is that I have uh, two published chapbooks and one full length uh, that's out there in the world right now. Oh, nice. good. Which one's the, is, which one's the full length? Uh, the colored page is the full length. Oh, okay. So that's the one I have. Awesome. Okay. I, we're, we're still kind of, was not kind of we're very novice in the the poetry world and so uh in all honesty we learned the term chapbook just this year so yeah <laughs> i i don't know what you're talking about aaron i'm not a novice i am i, I am a great poet now ah. oh good segue dave um <laughs> Would you do us the honors of bringing us into the realm of bad poetry um, with your poem this week? Yes, of course. So this is a poem I am calling Family Time. Everyone out in the snow, flakes fall from the sky. It's a magical time, we know, watching the snowplow pass by. Get out of the way, I'm working hard. I'm cold. Can I be warmer in the snow pile? I'm not going to help, sings out the bard. Let's be done shuffling. I've walked a mile. Hmm. Yeah. Th this is me being autobiographical again. We had a fun morning of blowing snow from the driveway. Uh, and by that I mean I was working hard and my, my three-year-old son was really getting in the way and i love him very much but i was doing my best not to throw snow at him <laughs> well uh, matthew what did you think of dave's um sloppily put together work there <laughs> i enjoyed it i don't I, mean, I didn't find it i didn't find it sloppy at all i think he, the I, I felt the emotional angst of the oh, father yeah. blowing the snow and not wanting to like, you know, smother their child, but at the same time <laughs> wanting to smother their child. Like it, it yeah, all came yeah. across. Yeah. <laughs> so ah. what you're saying is I'm a genius. I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's my everyday working with my kids. I love them. I would also love to smother them. So it, it all works out. Yeah. 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 I don't, th I, I, 
I don't think I caught that subtlety. Thank you for pointing out the <laughs> the dual smothering emotion there. Um. <laughs> well, when I try and publish my my uh, poetry in my uh, sad dad chapbook, um, I'll have to re-edit and really bring out that smothering metaphor. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you look for in your high school students' work, but hopefully it's at least on par with what Dave has just brought us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that you are the editor-in-chief of The Weight Journal, which seeks to publish the best in creative writing for high school students. So that's really cool. Um, do, do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a pandemic uh, endeavor of love. Initially, it was like, something for my own kids um, to just express themselves and deal with the weight of everything that was happening in the world at the time. And I got some friends of mine who are also teachers to jump on board. And in the past couple of years, it's sort of spiraled out from there that we're oddly somehow like an international online journal now. We get stuff from all over the world. Um, and I'm very behind right now on reading submissions. So I should do that <laughs> some point this weekend. <laughs> Well, yeah, that sounds like an awesome project, and um, we're we're grateful for your time again. Um, but we here at My Bad Poetry, we seek to highlight basically the exact opposite of best in creative writing. <laughs> so we have asked you here uh, to share with us the bad poetry, and uh, we're just wondering what do you have in store for us today. So I I went, I mean, this is painful. I went and dug through uh, some old binders that I didn't realize I still had. Uh, and I found the poetry that I wrote in sophomore and junior year of college, which was my first poetry. Like I was a short story writer from elementary school through middle school through high school. I took this creative writing class thinking, all right, I'm gonna learn how to be a better prose writer. And the semester started with poetry and I was like, damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do I drop this class? I'm an English major, no, I need this. I'll just do some poetry, fine. And then, I mean, that was, I guess, 2000 probably roughly. Um, and I didn't write another piece of fiction um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't write another piece of fiction until about two or three years ago. Like I became a poet at that point. Wow. Um, and so I have for us today some of the first poems that I wrote, including some that were workshopped and, you know, people didn't completely hate me, which is nice, but I hate myself <laughs> reading them now. So thank you for this opportunity of humility. That's how I look at it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're looking at one titled Musings, or sorry, there's no S. I always want to make sure I get the title right. Musine. Yes. So it's a singular muse. And you, you have in a note to us that this is your first poem. Yes, this is like the first MEH poem that was like saw the, other than I should refrain, I rephrase that. I wrote some poems, like romance poems when I was in high school to like attract the eye of certain young ladies. Yep. Other uh, than those, yeah. these are my first serious poems and dear God. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, uh, let, let's hear it. Let's. Okay. I have not read this out loud in decades. 
Musing, strolling along beach, remembering, choking on Marlboro, smoking on Phillips, beneath the myriad trees, virgin and barren, who bask in knowledge from west to east elm, willow, growing, weeping, thriving, crying, sparrows swoop, dive, die, interrupting my thoughts with theirs, their beauty, his beauty. Perhaps my own belabored footfalls on this well-worn path are all that is required of him to speak. Perhaps the journey, perhaps the effort makes all the difference. <laughs> thank you, thank you for reading the question marks in parentheses. Rising terminus. I, I am doing my best to make sense of this, but I'm I'm just caught up on swoop dive sing die. In the word, in one word, I love it. <laughs> yeah so to describe it for our dear listeners we have all four of those words smashed together into one is th- is there a term for that is that a style that you are uh trying out here or what are what is that <laughs> it is that i i was too enamored by ee e. cummings when i was a, a freshman <laughs> sure and so i was trying like his style of you know uh, slamming words together, like enjambment that's weird. Like it's still mm-hmm. purposeful, but it's painful to like look at now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are some really interesting breaks here. Right. The East Elm Willow growing, weeping, thriving, crying. It. I kind of like that one actually, looking back on it from West to East Elm. Um, you're that, that break kind of reminds me and this is this is awful but um uh <laughs> reliant k does that a lot with their lyrics um <laughs> they have that that line that goes and then it it follows into the next line with a double meaning on that last word but yeah, that's anyway. one of the few things that i've like kept like the idea of you read one line and then when you get past the enjambment there's a double meaning like i have kept that idea so that's one salvageable thing from this poem. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> now, yeah, you can see the E.E. E. Cummings uh, influence all over this. The You you choose to only um, capitalize a couple things here. Now, actually, I noticed in your in your recent writing as well that, that you still like to keep things all basically lowercased. Yes. You might be even less, shall we say, uh, generous with what you capitalize that is that is very true um i mean one of the not to reveal too much about this poem most of the things capitalized here are actually street names they are proper nouns and that's why they i kept the capitalization for this oh wow so like beach beach marlboro phillips east elm willow um those are all street names interesting I mean, it's still it's still a bad poem. <laughs> oh God, it's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is like I'm walking around campus, thinking, or the streets around my college campus, thinking, and like, oh wait, two of these streets are like cigarette names. I can make this work. Like that's <laughs> yeah. So what I'm what I'm hearing in this is your 
college level entry into poetry is about the same as my current entry into poetry (laughs) where i'm just like hey this is a dumb idea i got something here i think yours is better actually so yes Uh... (laughs) so why the um dave pointed this out you you did show us when the question marks came why (laughs) were they in um parentheses I mean, what, well, you're asking me questions like I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, again, overly enamored with uh, E. Cummings at the time. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I have no good reason now. Like, I know that, like, they, if I was rewriting this now, there would be no parentheses. They would just be question marks. Like, I don't know right. why I had parentheses then. <laughs> yeah. Well, pardon me for for expecting you to remember our authorial intent here. <laughs> Twenty some years later, oh man, um, oh, it, the the last line. I'm sorry, is, oh. that's just Robert Frost, isn't it? <laughs> See, that would be even better if it was like. <laughs> Like, that's the thing, because, I mean, I was also reading Frost at the time, and I was thinking about, oh, he used to walk around in Massachusetts, where I was I was going to college. That last line ugh, is actually the motto of my college at the time. <gasps> yeah, the spirit makes mm. the difference, and that I, I cringe a lot right now. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty rough. But so... <laughs> So I, I will admit that that is all, all of those college mottos are pretty terrible. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. We, we had, uh, we had one years ago that was, uh, make your life count. Ooh. Ooh. So including that in a poem would really be, uh, disgusting. In my <laughs> yes. opinion. That is, that is accurate word choice. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so not only did you incorporate street names, but you you worked the motto in there. Yep. I knew my audience. I knew what I was going for. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Just all these insider (laughs) wink, wink. Um, Sure, this was loved in workshop. (laughs) (laughs) So the funny thing was, like, I think there was only like two people in there who were actually like, who consider themselves poets the most. The rest of us were either English majors who were trying out poetry for the first time or prose writers who were like, you know, trapped. And so, <laughs> so I, I do remember like people figuring it out because like the people who knew me personally were like, he doesn't smoke. So this has to mean something else. Um, right. And then, mm. figured, oh, wait a minute. These are street names. And I'm like, yeah, great. This is awesome. <laughs> Oh, and okay. <laughs> so the the belabored footfalls on well worn paths. You're just you're just walking around campus. Just yeah. walking around, yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> uh, sh- should we touch on the um? We we have here an allusion to perhaps uh, God. Dare dare I say? Yes. Yes. Okay. We have the capital hymn here uh and his beauty so um is this a is this a poem on on vocation if i say yes that sounds more intelligent um (laughs) 
that. So I mean, I went to a Christian college. So like I, part of this was just like sort of walking around and thinking and pondering and, you know, what is my place in the big picture of the universe and all that sort of stuff. Um, and like the sparrows references um, from the New Testament, uh, you know, like, you know, the, the, the sparrows fall from the sky and God not know about those. But in, you know, my case, it's like these freaking sparrows are bothering me while I'm trying to be thinking because how dare they? Um, you have to consider I I them. I have to consider the sparrows. I mean, like, yes. screw you, sparrows. Like, how dare <laughs> You're considering them. You're just considering how much you hate them. Yeah, they're, interrupt- much. That's fine. they're interrupting your thoughts and the thoughts being capitalized. It's much more important than those silly sparrows and their beauty. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, is a part of the, the end of that verse says, are we not more valuable than the sparrows? So screw them. They don't get capitalized. I do. Yeah. You know, I think that's a perfect interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I was thinking of that at the time, I couldn't tell you, but it works now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just feeling a little silly that uh, right away my eye was caught by strolling along beach. And I thought, well, why isn't there an article there? And I felt really stupid because I think it took me up until like 12 seconds ago to realize, oh yeah, it's it's a street, so that makes sense. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just not a smart man. <laughs> Actually, no, that caught me off guard too. Well, you know, that's the genius of this poem, right? That's a word to use, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, you just said you weren't a smoker, but you thought it was fun to take these these street names, Marlboro and Phillips, and put them into a poem, and yet you still make smoking references of choking and smoking as something that you remember? No, it's more the, the choking and smoking was like emotional choking and smoking, like it goes with the uh, the growing and the weeping and thriving and crying. Um, sure. But, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't think I was, I wasn't going through a breakup at the time, but it's something like romantic that caused this. Like that much I do remember. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who's listened to the poems that I bring to this show, uh, that's like 90% of the motivation. So it's... <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over the place, but this poem kind of does too. Um, <laughs> you said that your motto was the spirit makes all the difference. Yeah. And you have here, it almost feels like you're doing some sort of um, sneaky, like you're trying to undercut that message or you're questioning that, that motto because you replace spirit here with effort as kind of a, a you're testing a theory here. Like, screw that. Maybe the effort is what makes all the difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was very intentional. Like, that I do remember. Like, I, I had I had issues with my college at various times, but um, the motto was something that I just found annoying. Because I think people sometimes <laughs> will be like, oh, yeah, my, my intention was good. It's like, your action is what actually mattered. Like, so <laughs> let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah. And now, okay, one last question. Sorry. Your sign-off, it looks like you landed on that immediately. I mean, MEH is very prevalent in your work now. Did you know all along, was this part of your prose writing as well? No. Huh. 
I, that's funny that you mentioned that. Like I had literally never thought about that before. When I signed my, my prose, it was always Matthew Henry or math, usually just Matthew Henry. Um, it was with poetry that I started doing MEH. And I think that was because of, um, well, one E.E. Cummings, um, HD, um, and a couple other people who I'm forgetting right now who just did initials that I read. And I was like, ooh, my initials are meh. That, <laughs> that, that works because it's my personality in so many ways. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I, I, was I will admit that when I first read this poem, I thought it ended on meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was you making a comment on your own poetry or if it was. Yeah. And like random side note, um, I, I've learned that, well, I didn't learn until uh, my doctoral work. I got an email from one of my professors being like, hey, it just I just realized that M-E-H are your initials, because when you were commenting on other people's posts, you just sort of would always end with meh. And I thought you were saying that their ideas were bad. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. That's my stage name. Uh, <laughs> my bad. I'm glad. But it like took her like a couple of weeks to say something. So I was like, you waited weeks thinking I was just like a complete a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Just everybody's work is below you. I get it. I get <laughs> right. it. Unless, unless you have anything else from this first musing, I think we should move to your your second poem here. She says it's only in my head. Okay, this one. Ugh. She says it's only. <laughs> she says it's only in my head. She stares into the air's damp night, quietly contemplating the why of stars and musing the nature of nature and nation, in nature and nations in need of something more. I watch her slip into the sleep of confusion, a state of mental procrastination, straining to catch her. She cries Jesus and questions Christ as if it were my fault that she exists within walls not closing in, but still perceived as stifling. She complains that life is an elongated series of misdirected motivations, too long and brief wit, while babies die in utero bliss and contempt for politics is still not overrated. For, God bless the time, lies seem so comfortable at times like these, when the mist holds heavy, the rising of the often sleepy-eyed star for six more hours. And she asks me what the hell glycine is and why the fuck it's in her beer and how much longer Maybe it's not all about perceived realities and fallacies, and maybe she'll find her answers someday among those stars, and maybe she'll figure out that she loves me back. Meh. <laughs> had to be done. Had to be done. I'm not a funny person, so I had to be that kind of a jerk. I regret nothing. <laughs> I realized that uh, before we started recording, we had agreed on the other poem, but <laughs> I also regret nothing. This is something. <laughs> okay, am I? So she's having a crisis of identity and an existential crisis at that. And you're taking this opportunity to say, oh, when she gets out of this funk, maybe she'll like me. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like what's like one of the things that's hilarious about this poem to me is that I have this is the first I gave you guys the first version of this. I rewrote this poem multiple times over the years. And wow. like I haven't looked at it in probably at least a decade, but like I found other versions of it just like sitting in a file somewhere. Um, and I really wonder if I, I might go back to this now and see like if I want to do anything with it. <laughs> Because there, there are a couple of lines I like. Most of it's garbage, but there are a few parts that I'm like, oh, I don't hate that. <laughs> might I might I ask if and musing the nature of nature in nation. Oh gosh, I exactly. messed up on it too. That is a tough <laughs> line to read. The, the nature of nature in nature and nation in need. Definitely makes you pause. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> That takes me back to my uh, my days of being a edgelord funny guy who just wanted to show how stupid all art was. And I would make jokes about <laughs> how, you know, it's uh, this is a, a, a painting that's all about man's inhumanity towards man. And I thought that was really funny. Like, oh. I, I, I'm really creative. No, no, Dave, you aren't. You aren't Dave. <laughs> I'm just glad that your um, quote unquote edgelord phase was making those kind of jokes, Dave, because uh, <laughs> there's so much worse out there. There's so much worse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the rabbit holes that you could have gone down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't that bad. I was just a real pretentious jerk. So. Yeah, you liked opera in high school, Dave. What? what? <laughs> I, I, while I do love this poem, um, <laughs> I, I do want to get to the other one. I, I just messed up and, and asked. <laughs> but anything else from this one that we have fallen into? I mean, I think I think we talked about before, like, before we recorded, like this is a, there's a bunch of Counting Crows references in, in this. Like I was listening to a lot in college. Um, this is mostly um, Anna Begins, um, Round Here, and um, oh, what's the other one? Uh, Miss, me, uh, Mr. Jones. Yes. Okay. I Yeah, I know the first, <sighs> I know the last two. I don't know if I know Anna Begins. Oh, great song. Oh, great song. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good song. Oh. I, I, I hope this, this doesn't offend you, but having read your stuff, I did not peg you for a Counting Crows fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense at all. Like, I, I'm, I'm a rather huge Counting Crows fan, and I think it, it, it doesn't come out much anymore, but it used to so much. <laughs> got it all out of your system here on the page pretty much yeah. pretty much yes well speaking of angsty yes at fireworks on the seventh trying to write simply wipe words on the page but this kid annoying nuisance that he is keeps jumping popping stepping flying into my light on this care darkened shore Calling peace with the scythe of reality, depression holds one weeping while another holds two want-to-loves, fumble touches, and prattle. While the fifth wheel on this kaput caravan cautiously spins, I burn. The burning continues, the spinning continues, the prattle continues, the weeping continues. The kid falls down, and I walk away. Now car cloistered and content, in suffocating peace, I inhale a tepid muse, awaiting the final pop and sizzle. Ah. 
more of that beautiful enjambment, and I'm noticing quite a bit more uh, alliteration. I mean, if you could avoid noticing the alliteration, that'd be great, because... Nah, um, nah, that's not how be... this works. <laughs> Is Aaron still there? I don't know. No, I am. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> My microphone accidentally muted itself, and that's fine. But because I was going, uh, I was fangirling over here with the amount of alliteration that you just <laughs> <laughs> That is my vice. I love alliteration. <laughs> it's very annoying, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I caught it first with the uh, kaput caravan cautiously. And I was like, oh, this this is just singing to my ears. <laughs> oh, I have, man. I've had my own students mock my use of alliteration in my like current poems. I'm like, you didn't see the stuff I was writing back in the day, so... <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> okay, so we have to bring you into the, the debate of our show. I hold that alliteration can intentionally be just two words in a row. Dave and multiple other guests have always insisted that it needs to be at least three. What are your thoughts on this? What? That's crazy talk. Of course it could be two. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the repeated uh, consonant at the beginning or vowel at the beginning. So if it's two, it's two. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Thank you. I maintain two Dave. can be accidental, but three is a pattern. No, Dave, Dave, he's, he's a doctor. <laughs> i win i think <laughs> yep i mean that's, that's how this works we're gonna directly appeal to authority <laughs> oh wow um I, are you quoting something with the the pop and sizzle that sounds familiar to me uh no that was just like there were really crappy fireworks on a beach in New Hampshire. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, no, no. Is that is that a lyric from um Chicago? I couldn't. The tell cell that. cell rock or cell cell tango? Pop I've only, Maybe. Oh. I only saw it like I think last year or the year before here at the high school. So oh, then, so that wouldn't have influenced you. Okay. Yeah. Uh pop lip shits. That's it, yeah. There's yeah, no sizzle. It's not sizzle. Ah. No. Darn. Okay. Is there Razzle Dazzle in there or something? Yeah. Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, I think that's one of the songs. Yeah. That's that's yeah. right. What what is this poem? <laughs> <laughs> that um, is oh, the question. God. It was just funny because like when I found this, like and was reading through it again, like I compl I was immediately back there. Like I remembered everything and, and remember writing it. So this literally was, I'm trying to write. Like I'm sitting on a beach with a bunch of my friends who are the different characters in this. So like two people who wanted to get together and they're not quite to get together and someone else who wanted to be with one of the people in the couple and uh, someone else who was like, who was depressed and was like sort of wandering off by themselves. And I'm just trying to write. And there's like one like light on the beach and this stupid kid keeps walking by and getting into my light. And it's not, you, you can't punt children you don't know. So I'm just annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually I just got back into the, uh, the, uh, the van and just like wrote by uh phone light to get away from everybody else. But it was like, bad like it was like it was just a stupid <laughs> bad night that was supposed to be like joyous and fun we were like away from the camp we were working at and i was like 
this sucks. Everything about this sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm an angsty writer right now. And I'm noticing how everyone else is pretending to be happy, but everything sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> I listen to Counting Crows. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Now now that you say that, it's it's just straight autobiographical. Oh, completely. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I'm realizing I'm going to post this, like, on my website and, like, on Facebook. And, like, people who are involved with all three of these poems are going to be able to recognize themselves. <laughs> and they don't know that I've written these poems. So that's going to be funny. <laughs> that's yeah. always good. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you want to um, do any sort of... Uh... Not a recant. Um, oh, no. I stand by everything that I wrote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. Are you sure? Because there are some things I regret hearing. The calling peace with the scythe of reality. Mm. That's the best line in the entire thing right there. Yeah. Well, anytime you can work scythe into something, that's just such a cool word. Well, yes. It just looks cool. I think it looks cool. It looks more cool than it is to like say, but you know, it's it's cool. Sure. I suppose my exposure to Scythe was this is gonna date me. Um the the Pokemon Scyther uh <laughs> was my first exposure to that word. And so I kind of associate it with that cool bladed arm <laughs> lizard thing. <laughs> I mean I just go for the Grim Reaper, but okay. Yeah, there we go. Right. That yeah. that makes sense too. Yep, that would make way more sense. <laughs> but <laughs> I would have gone for farming implement. Come on. Didn't you grow up in the the wastes of Lapland where no. they're harvesting I mean, grasses with it? I mean, Ohio is pretty empty, but um <laughs> they we we had moved beyond the 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 scythe and sickle by that point. Um Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. I think my favorite in here is and I wish it would have continued. You have uh, jumping, popping, stepping, the the repeat of the P in there, and it kind of works with kind of the, the crappy fireworks. You have pop, ping, jump, oh. ping, step, ping, flying. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's valid. Yep. Wow, Dave. Yep. I, I know I'm a genius. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I did have keep in the line right before it, but yes, you're right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You needed yeah. another ping. Or, or what I was going for was the, uh, the literary irony that you're expecting to hear another puh. And go. then instead of the puh, you just get the fluh, which is the exact opposite. And it's going the opposite direction. Like it's flying into the air, even though it's falling in your mouth. <laughs> that works. Yeah. <laughs> now that... That is some quality BS right there. <laughs> I teach high school. This is what I <laughs> Quick on your feet there. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, what, what are those? It's it's not a fricative. It's a... For the P's? A plosive. A plosive. Thank you. Yeah. I think I actually was taking linguistics from the same teacher. Like the, my poetry teacher was also the linguistics teacher. So there probably was some actual thinking of the, uh, which I mean, it's something that I do now in my own writing more consciously was like trying to think of how does it feel in the mouth to say certain words. Um, 
which is why alliteration can be only two. Um, but, you know. Thank you. <laughs> it's fine that you're wrong. That's okay. <laughs> I like re re repeated sounds whenever I can get them in, except I never do uh, rhyming almost ever. So I got to get them in other ways. Yeah. I'm looking at this line and I'm trying to parse your choices, which might be impossible. But um, <laughs> we have two want to love. So can the, hmm. Now, so that was a collection of fricatives right there. Yes. <laughs> I'm just giving examples here. So the, I, I understand you said there were two people at the beach who wanted to be together. They were kind of in that like flirty stage. You had the, the fifth wheel who's staring in jealousy, but the, the way in which you depict that is two and then want to loves is, is smashed together. But yep. the S is bracketed. So yeah. why? I mean, this is like in musing, like why are the, the question marks in uh, parentheses? Hell if I know. <laughs> um, like, I, I mean, I think what it was, was I wanted to separate like want to love as a, like I vaguely remember this, like want to love as a concept like they want to be in love, but then also trying to make it uh, the noun the talking noun. about the people. So like, uh, it was like I remember trying to figure out how to write that, you know, in the midst of the darkness, but this is the best I could come up with. Ah, so it could be read as two want to loves noun or two want to love. Fumble touches. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I like the concept. <laughs> the execution uh, yeah. but I, yeah I, I don't know how you would do it otherwise so how you figured it out in the car yeah yeah, yeah no it works figured it out it's, it's very nice <laughs> I was gonna say if it was you Aaron it would have just been ellipses after ellipses after oh ellipses. for sure yes <laughs> Still my go-to. Ellipses followed by uh, alliteration followed by ellipses is, <laughs> is my go-to poetry style uh, forever and always. <laughs> wow. Well, these have been amazing. I'm just checking the time here. I do want to get to one thing because Dave and I, when we were doing our one of our normal episodes without amazing guests, uh, we made a joke about ekphrastic poems. And then we both learned that neither of us have any clue what an ekphrastic poem actually is. And <laughs> since your second published chapbook, Dust and Ashes, is described as a collection of ekphrastic poems, could you tell us what that is? So it's funny you should ask that because uh, there are those who would argue that my that only like one or two of the poems in my collection actually are ekphrastic. Um, so like, like the clinical or classic definition is where the words are describing another piece of art, um, usually visual art of some kind, like you know, sculpture or painting, and they're describing the the scene or the images or the relief in great detail and telling a story that way. It has also come to mean over time, any art that is speaking out of another art 
whether it's describing the piece or it's just like based off of it. So like for me, Dust and Ashes, every poem in there is an homage to, or sometimes a true ekphrastic or is a response to another piece of art, whether that's visual or I think a TV show or another poem or something else. Um, but there are those who are very, uh, very sound in their ekphrastic definition that it must be describing the piece of art. It can't be based off of it in another way. And I'm like, bro, chill. Like, <laughs> like let people do what they want to do and enjoy it. Fascinating. Okay, so Dave, I don't think what you wrote was a ekphrastic. Uh, I completely disagree. And I don't know that I can trust uh, Matthew's opinion because he's wrong about uh, alliteration. So I'm pretty sure I'm just going to keep going with what I believe because that is the the strength of toxic masculinity. I can believe that I am right even when I know I'm wrong. <laughs> even when confronted by the truth, uh, you just keep on going. Gosh. I'm good at that. <laughs> Well, uh, Matthew, I I hope you have uh, appreciated the time that you have had with us. Uh, we certainly have. And while your moniker may be meh, uh, there is nothing meh about this meeting. And um, dear listeners, if oh Dave, why do you always laugh at my? <laughs> because I have to laugh at your terrible jokes. Because I, I feel it's called pity. I think that's I, the word I'm looking for. That's fair, considering the amount of time I spend thinking of them. <laughs> <laughs> but dear listeners, if you agree that this has not been meh, then you most definitely should get yourself copies of The Colored Page, Teaching While Black, and Dust and Ashes, as well as watch for The Third Renunciation, dropping sometime in the spring, and Said the Frog to the Scorpion, which is dropping in the winter of 2023. But uh, before we let you go, here at My Bad Poetry, we end each week with the words of a true poet. So Matthew, would you be willing to share another one of your poems with us today? Just any random poem of mine? It's one that you are actually proud of. Oh, that's, I mean, that's crazy talk right or, there. Or maybe at least <laughs> one that you semi kind of like. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me pull one up from actually the second upcoming uh, collection, Said the Frog of the Scorpion. I'll read one from there. Awesome. I know I'm going to stick with angsty. Yeah. I'm going to go with angst. Yeah. So uh, this poem, it's like a little counting crows in here too, probably. It's entitled Hevel, which is a Hebrew word, which is mostly known from like the book of Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Mm -hmm. Hevel. I have to remind myself you're not real. Not a ghost of someone who once was, who now remains incomplete. Not a dream cobbled from my subconscious desires. You're the reflection of a shadow cast on a sun-facing window, obscuring all movement within. The graspable portion of fog and mist here in absent vanity. The kiss never given, leaving my cheek stained red. Hmm. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's very angsty. I still love. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. It's angst in a good way. Um, right. That's one poem that I'd like to I'd like to see on the page because I feel like yeah, I, I want to dive back into that. So, yeah, mm. thank you. It actually follows a lot of the same things from the, the previous poems we were talking about in terms of enjambment and 
trickery, but yeah, you got to see it on the page to get some of that stuff. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it then. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And so you said that's going to be in, um, so the frog to the scorpion. Yep. And that's in uh, February or February, geez, winter of 2023. Awesome. Very cool. This has been My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, that is it. Now, now, um, you said you were coming in blind. Do you know that both of us are pastors? I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rhyme free does matter.